Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Wallace. How are you guys doing? Are you cleaned up? Are you ready for Turkey Day? Me neither. But I, it's just me and the cat. So, there we go. Uh, anyway, we've got a heaping helping of hockey here for you today, ahead of the Thanksgiving uh, break that all the teams, less one, will experience uh, this coming weekend. Uh, so there we go. We'll start off with the Naval Academy, and their uh, football team just announced some fancy jerseys for the Army-Navy game. Uh, it's got space on them. It's fantastic. It's got NASA. Look at them go. Um, and uh, these, you know, the, these Naval Academy midshipmen are going to the moon. Coming in on an eight-game heater, as the kids like to say. They are undefeated in ECHA play, and they had a uh, uh, two ECHA matchups uh, coming into the weekend at home. First against William Patterson, and uh, Navy getting off to a solid start literally four minutes into the game. Andrew Panka gets his first of the uh, campaign after a nice little turnover at the uh, half wall on the breakout from William Patterson. Uh, Porter Markle finds uh, finds Penka and in the net it goes. Navy is up one to nothing. Uh, Sean Milanetti was the secondary assist on that one. And then a minute 32 later on the power play, the Rock Michael Rockovich getting his second one. Nice little wrister from the point. I think he got uh, maybe got a little touch on it. I'm not sure. It's hard to see from my with my terrible terrible eyes. But that's his 13th. Of the campaign, Sean Ostrowski and uh, Evan Adams on the assist, third and eighth, respectively, for that. But then here comes William Patterson. Adam Marvin starts things up uh, not long after Rakovich's goal for his 15th on the campaign. And then he gets his 16th just past the midway point, 10.57 into the frame. He tucks it in for his 16th of the season. Navy and William Patterson kind of going tete-a-tete. On this one, William Patterson getting more offensive uh, towards the end of the frame. Of course, he had two power plays late as well. That didn't help out Navy's cause for any kind of offense. And uh, then with just under three minutes remaining, Austin Teets gets his 10th of the year for William Patterson. That puts him up 3-2 to two at the break. Navy came out second. He came out in the second, guns a-blazing, firing from all angles, getting things on net in a big way, finally. After the uh, midway point, 5.49 remaining in the middle frame, Jack Burke shorthanded. I guess I spoke too soon about uh, the penalty kill. Not helping him out at all. Picked off at the blue line, a mini 2-1-0. Burke is the recipient of a Thomas Kristinich pass and in the net for for his fourth goal of the year. It goes Kristinich with his eighth assist. Uh, of the season we are tied up going into the third frame in the third frame it was all naval academy 226 into it uh dane smolder with a nice little uh odd man rush across the blue line nice little screen in front he puts it home for his third of the year no assist on that one uh so that puts navy up four to three things just keep on coming as milanete with uh his third of the season as he just gets a rebound off a nice little slot shot from uh, from Panka, and there we go in the net. Panka getting his first assist. Cade uh, Spryder, his third assist of the year. Uh, Milanete, his third of the year there. 
A little bit of a lull in the scoring before Evan Adams gets Navy a three-goal lead with his ninth of the year. Just top of the circle. Let's one rip. And that's, uh, yeah, like I said, that's his ninth of the year. Michael Rokovich, 21st assist of the season. Ostrowski, his fourth assist on the year. And then just for good measure, under two minutes remaining, Kristinich, his seventh of the campaign. Just off the faceoff. Power move inside the hash marks, getting the uh, advantage, picking up the puck, putting it home. Seven to three, the final count on this one. Navy wins their ninth in a row. 27 saves from Charles Doherty, who played a solid, solid game. Uh, especially in the uh, first period, uh, keeping things at, especially after that uh, first period where things didn't necessarily go his way, held uh, held the fort down very well and uh, got himself yet another win. And that's nine straight going into the Villanova game, which if you didn't see it, you didn't catch it, like I didn't, unfortunately, uh, you missed a good one as the kids would say. No scoring in the first period, even matchup all the way through. Uh, for the first uh, period, shots at 11 apiece, and then Villanova just took over offensively. They were getting plenty of offense, and that was due in part to Navy taking four penalties on the frame, including a Michael Rokovich major penalty for kneeing. So in the second frame, uh, things got going uh, before the power play, but the shots were 18-6, to and uh, Stepan Gorlenkov gets the uh, his ninth of the season unassisted. That puts Villanova up. One to nothing, but again, the PK and Charles Doherty behind the net were doing solid there. So uh, you got them them things going for them as well. So a hell of a ride there in that second period, only giving up one goal, even though the pressure was on. The third period on the power play, once again, a carryover for that major penalty. Tim Kob- uh, Kobelski gets his fifth of the year on the power play, 16 seconds into the frame. That puts Nova up two to nothing. But just when things look like they were down and out, you never count out the Navy in this one. And boy, howdy, Justin Carl getting his third of the year with 520 remaining in the regulation, uh, getting Navy to within one. Riley Jamison with his seventh assist of the season. And then two minutes and seven seconds later, Thomas Christenich, his eighth of the year from Riley Jamison, who has his eighth assist. And Navy is tied up, and that's where they go into overtime. And in the overtime, a penalty shot. Shot to penalty as uh, Stepan Gorlinkov gets in on Chaz Doherty, and Charles Doherty is in charge. Charles is in charge, shutting the door on the uh, penalty shot attempt. And then 25 seconds later, Dane Smolder with the game winner. He called game his fourth of the year with a minute remaining. In the overtime, Navy gets their 10th straight win, um, and they are cruising right now as they uh, look at a uh, off weekend for the Turkey Day holiday and stay undefeated in ECHA play uh, with uh, nine regulation wins and one overtime win uh, for themselves. The next game that they have will be against Army December 3rd. That'll be at McMullen Ice Arena. You guys should check that out if you have the uh, means to do so. Uh, so if you want to go down there, go down to a beautiful Annapolis. It's in the middle of a golf course. Great time had by all. Great rink, great atmosphere for that. And it's getting down in the nitty-gritty for Navy. Only seven games remaining for the midshipmen this season. So uh, and that I think that includes – I'm trying to think if that includes the crab – I think I include the crab pot in this one. So they have the Army-Navy game, the – Two games for sure in the crab pot, and then four more games 
in their regular schedule before playoffs and all that stuff starts. So if you have the chance, please do so. They'll be playing Towson twice as well and home and home different weekends. Uh, but you should go check the Naval Academy out as they make a march uh, for another national champion, uh, championship bid. We'll go to another team that is on Fuego, and that is the Maryland Terrapins as uh, they went to Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, thankfully, they didn't go to Wilmington, Delaware. That would have just been terrible. But uh, the Terps went to Wilmington to take on uh, the University of uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, and they've had some uh, close games with uh, NC teams, uh, North Carolina State and North Carolina in the ACC Showcase. Those were very tight, tight games in that. But uh, here we are. Wilmington gets on the board first of the first period Friday night. Brendan Ushide uh, with his second of the year, 7.05 into the frame. Uh, and uh, there we go. Wilmington up one to nothing. But then a major penalty against UNC. Wilmington put Maryland on the offensive in a big, big way. Liam Eden gets the, uh, gets the first of the power play goals, finds a loose puck at the circle, rips one home for his seventh of the year. Daniel Tomaszewski with his ninth assist, Tucker Healy with his eight assists. And, of course, this is all according to ACHA. I'm sure these not all the things are up there because, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, two minutes and seven seconds after that on that same major power play, Hunter Airy getting his fourth of the year, uh, finds the puck down low and just started poking away at it and finally finds the back of the net power play goal for him, fourth of the year, Tucker Healy, ninth assist, and uh, Patrick Biganovsky with his eighth assist, and we are 2-1, uh, to one, Maryland up in this one. Nothing happened in the second period, too, too much. Very even uh, pace to this game, 13-13 were the shots, and Maryland kind of got into penalty trouble, uh, especially late in the frame, getting two penalties within uh, a minute of each other, putting them down two men, but nothing, uh, uh, nothing to show for in the second frame, but the carryover from a roughing call in the second, Proved to be a, uh, a little bit of a difference maker as Chris McGrath gets his fifth of the year on the power play, uh, tying the game up. And uh, Maryland was trying to get, trying to plug away, get the go-ahead goal. They could not find it in regulation despite outshooting UNC Wilmington 15-7. to Then in overtime, a breakaway for, from Zach Chirac on that three-on-three. -three. Puts it home, gives Wilmington the Seahawks call a overtime victory. Uh, in this one, Henry uh, Patelier with a 25-save effort uh, in the overtime loss. Switching gears, though, uh, to the uh, Saturday night game. Had to have a short memory on this one. And Maryland did, in fact, have a short memory on this one. They get started pretty early, 157 in the game. Guess who? Max Noonan. He puts it home, gets behind the defense, a little backhand, forehand tuck. And that is his 17th of the year, though, again, pretty sure it's much more. Uh, Trevor Drake, his ninth assist, Maryland up one nothing very early. A very raucousy crowd at UNC Wilmington at their little iceplex there. Always cool to see. Got to love that kind of atmosphere going into it. Uh, then five minutes, four minutes later, we'll say, because, you know, not necessarily uh, whatever. Time is a flat circle. Uh, Andrew Depoy with a nice little wraparound tuck for his fifth of the year. Andrew Muirhead, seventh assist. Travis Deshane, his 14th assist. And we are up 2 nothing for the Terps. Chris McGrath, though, uh, just past the midway point. He gets a power play goal on the only penalty or only on the only power play 
of the first period. His sixth of the year cuts the Maryland lead to one. And then Wilmington with a minute 19 left. Cameron Plants getting that photosynthesis, putting the puck in the net, his second of the year ties the game as we go into the break. UNC Wilmington very much offensive uh, in the second frame. Again, thanks to a lot of penalties from Maryland, uh, including a five-on-three. Didn't yield much of anything. Uh, When you look at the grand scheme of things, luckily Maryland's PK was able to set things off, even though they were out uh, the defense defensively outshot 12 to eight. But Maryland, before those penalties happened, they got themselves some nice little goals. T- Daniel Tomaszewski, just a nice little point shot, little dink of the post and in the net, his fourth of the year. Beganowski's ninth assist, uh, Patrick Beganowski, mind you, and uh, Liam Eaton's tenth assist of the season. That puts Maryland up three to two. And then Hunter Airy, who was getting uh, getting uh, catcalled by the Wilmington faithful. Puts one home, skating around the zone, finds the top of the circle, rips it for his fifth. Andrew Itzkovich with his fourth assist. Maryland up 4-2 to two in this one. But under a minute remaining, the Seahawks get back on the board. Kai Levy with his second uh, goal of the season. That puts things at 4-3 to three going into the break. And then very neutral zone battle in the third period. But again, Maryland getting into penalty trouble late, including a 5-on-3. Luckily, did not burn them. The PK was solid. Aiden Jones was solid in net. And uh, Maryland comes out with a win 4-3 to three on the road. That's their 14th victory of the year. Uh, Aiden Jones with 24, uh, 24 saves in this one. And boy, howdy. We got, them, got ourselves a nice little uh, ting going in the, uh, in the College Park area. Up next for the Terps, they are off this weekend. They will take on uh, Ryder uh, on the third, their only game of that weekend. And they're kind of getting to the nitty-gritty, too. I didn't count. I forgot to count how many games they have left. But we're getting down to it uh, for these guys because semester break will be coming up here in just a little bit as well. The uh, Towson Tigers, they want a Bama. They want a Bama. So they drove down to uh, Pelham. Drove down to Pelham, Alabama, take on the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. The problem with this game was it was behind a damn paywall. Oh, club hockey. God, I love it. Or, or the production of club hockey. God, I love that. In any case, uh, Alabama wins Friday night 6-1, to one, uh, out shooting Towson 48-40, a high shooting game. No defense in either of this one. Uh by and large, you know, no shots against. I mean, there was defense. There was a lot of saves uh, kicked out in this one. Uh, Gianni Dinny gets Alabama started 19 seconds into the first period, fifth of the year for him, and they are up one nothing very early. But 8:34 into the first period, Jake Lissy with his second of the year from Zach Wagaman, uh, his third assist of the year. Towson is knotted up, and they keep it that way going into the second. Towson out shooting Bama 15. To 11. Then Denny again, again in the first 30 seconds of the period, his sixth of the year, puts Bama up 2 0, 538 on the power play. Uh, Chandler Bidolo uh, gets a power play goal, his fifth of the year. And then with a minute and 35 remaining in the frame, gets his sixth of the year, putting them up 4 to 1 going into the break. And then just things let loose again. Another pre-two-minute goal, 122 into the third period. Calvin Mansfield, his second uh, of the year for Bama. And then 10-17 in. Rolando Lopez, his fifth of the year on the power play, uh, put it up 6-1. to one. That's where we have a final. Very frisky in this game. 
as uh, Zach Wagaman had an issue with uh, uh, Nathaniel Byron. Uh, they get into or, or Nathaniel Byron had a problem with people. He gets a game misconduct. Zach Wegeman gets into it with some people. Parker King for Bama gets into it. James Marenberg uh, gets into it for Towson. Just a whole lot of goofiness going on uh, for Friday night's game. 42 saves for Daniel Ludwig in the defeat. Uh, but, uh, hey, got to think that there's uh, plenty of stuff going into Saturday for Towson to make up for. A lot of bad blood in this one. This should be a good, tight shootout of a game. Uh, Bama scores a touchdown and they win seven to nothing, out shooting Towson sixty-five to twenty-three. Um, again, very, uh, very uh, big, big game uh, in terms of just off the ice kind of situation. Orlando Lopez in the first period getting a abusive official misconduct for Bama. Maryland couldn't take advantage of that. Two minutes into it, into it, Michael Kramer his fourth of the year for Bama, and then six minutes in. Greg Sin, I don't think these are right times because they're all on the dot. Uh, six in the sixth minute, since it is World Cup time, Greg Simmons uh, gets a shorthanded goal, his third of the year. Bam up two nothing at the break. Uh, Gianni Dinny finally scores with uh, outside of the first minute, uh, and in the sixth minute of the game, his seventh of the year, uh, three to nothing after two. Then Austin Frank's first of the year, Greg Simmons fourth of the year, Fink's second of the year, and Roger Wrangler the fourth, tenth of the year is the scoring for Bama. Seven to nothing here. Nate Berlew with 58 saves in the defeat. Towson now will again have a break, and then they will go up to uh, West Virginia. Uh, home or no, second and third. They will be taking on a uh, series set against the Mountaineers. They have 13 games remaining. Does Towson, and this is assuming they are in the crab pot. Though they, they I don't know if with that amount of games if they would or they wouldn't. I'm not sure. But in any case, uh, that's what Towson is leaving with. Right now, Team Maryland only had one game this past week. It was on Thursday, ahead of the EHL's All-Star Game. Uh, Maryland tra- Team Maryland traveled up to New Jersey, and uh, New Jersey weren't that great of a host, man. My goodness gracious! Um, they uh, defeated Team Maryland four to nothing in this. Team Maryland getting off to a very good start offensively, getting a lot of shots on Pepper and the goaltender, uh, but Kyle Spahn was uh, very solid in net for New Jersey. The 14 shots he faced in the first period, none of them went in. But on the other side, Colin Berkey, a solid work for him in the first period as he gets uh, nine shots, does not let in a goal. It wasn't until the second period things kind of went a little haywire for Team Maryland uh, defensively as uh, Carson Stickley gets his second of the year, 417 into the frame, and then shorthanded Charles Lavoie. Gets his fourth of the season for New Jersey. That puts him up two to nothing within the first 5:30 of the second period. Then Jake Rock uh, lets them smell what the he's cooking. I don't know what that meant. 12:47 and his second of the year. 87's up three to nothing. That's how the, they didn't score. So three to nothing. Then it wasn't until the end. Maryland trying their best to uh, to get a three goal deficit into their hands. Could not do it. Empty net goal for Alec Zamzikoff, his seventh of the year, into the empty net. That's all she wrote there. Colin Berkey with 31 saves uh, for Team Maryland in the defeat. The AHL All-Star game did happen on Sunday and Monday uh, between just a hodgepodge of things thrown together. So we will see what we can do. Four Team Maryland representatives across all four teams, so that was cool to see. Uh, Starting off on uh, Sunday, Team Red 
uh, which had Matt O'Donnell on it. He got a goal in this one, helps Team Red win 5-1 to one over Team Blue, which had Colin Berkey in it. Berkey in this one uh, gets nine saves in his half of play uh, of the first game. And then Team Gray against Team White uh, in this little round-robin uh, fi- fiasco we have going on there. Uh, Team White won 5-1. to one. That had TJ Alavino on that. He had two assists. Uh, on that one, Devin Jolly on Team Gray did not get any points, uh, unfortunately, in that first game. Moving to the second game on Sunday, Team White wins 5-4 to four over Team Blue with uh, T.J. Alavino getting... Uh, T.J. Avellino getting... Uh, with T.J. Avellino getting an assist on uh, in that game, and then Colin Berkey stopping 10 of 12 in his performance on that one, this, the fourth game between Team Gray and Team Red had Devin Jolly uh, not factoring into it, nor Matt O'Donnell back on the defense as Team Gray won 5-3 to three over Team Red. That bleed it, bled, bleed it, bled over into Monday. I know what English is, folks. Jeez, I, I speak for a living. What are you, what are you trying to say about me? Uh, it worked into these, uh, these play-down brackets to determine a champion, I think, is how it all panned out. Team Gray won two to one over Team Blue in a shootout. TJ uh, or Devin Jolly rather had an assist for Team Gray. Colin Berkey went 16 for 16 in his 25 minutes of play uh, on this. Uh, the second game, the second uh, final game consolation thing that would matter. Uh, Team White five to two victors over Team Red. Uh, TJ Avellino had one and one for Team White. Uh, Matt O'Donnell. Nothing and nothing for Team Red. Team White moves on to this one. In the consolation game, Team Red beat Team Blue 4-3 to three in overtime. No points for Matt O'Donnell. Colin Berge went 19 saves on 21 shots during his half there. And then, then in the final game, Team White wins 6-4 to four over Team Gray. Devin Jolly with an assist for Team Gray. TJ Avellino with an assist for Team White. Team White takes it home. On this, so good, uh, a good all-star matchup for these squads, and uh, good exposure for these kids, uh, and how they uh, play with uh, other kind of players and and guys who are not necessarily on their team, obviously. So uh, there's that, a good solid showing for the team Maryland participants. Shift to the college game, uh, the NCAA college game, rather. Uh, as we go to Stevenson, Stevenson went up to Manhattansville this weekend, took on the Valuants. The, val- the Valiants? The Valiants. Uh, Friday did not go well for uh, Stevenson as they get shut out 2 to nothing uh, against Manhattansville. Started uh, first period, didn't have nothing going on that either side of the coin. And then in the second period, 11-11, make a wish. Hayden Taylor made a wish for a goal. He got it, makes it one nothing for Manhattanville. In the third period, though, back and forth, side to side, Stevenson trying to get the uh, equalizer. Unfortunately, they could not, and with just about three minutes remaining, literally 3:01, Raymond's uh, Spearbrecker gets the second goal for Manhattanville, putting him up two nothing, and that will be the final in that one. Ryan Kenny making 21 saves in this one as uh, Stevenson really just got outshot. That second period wore them down. I mean, they, they were trying everything, trying everything, and just couldn't get anything through. Uh, they outshot. The uh, Manhattansville in the second, twelve to four. So unable to do that, they uh, had this cr- scroll into Sunday to 
to get things going, and unfortunately was not enough uh, muster to get into this. They get off to a good start, though. 15-22 in to the uh, first period. Zach Egber gets uh, gets Stevenson on the board first. Nick Deneen on the assist, and they are up one to nothing going into the break. And then again, back and forth. Uh, no team kind of wanting to give an inch. And then John uh, Musella gets his uh, name on the score sheet. Graham McElroy and Sam Myers on the assist. 2 nothing Stevenson. And then minutes later, Mason Emoff gets his uh, first goal of the game, getting Manhattanville on the board with uh, 5.30 remaining. And that's how it kind of went into the third frame when he strikes yet again a minute 16 in, shorthanded. Potts one home. And that makes it 2-2. Two to two. However, 14 seconds later, Stevenson on that same power play. Evan Beers puts it home for the uh, the uh, Mustangs getting the lead back. Eric Olson, Malcolm Palmer on the assist. And then here comes Manhattansville. Two quick goals towards the end of the game. Nick Prestia makes it 3-3. Three to three. And then 39, 39 seconds later, Josh Fletcher puts Manhattansville ahead. Uh, four to three. It wasn't until under two minutes on the shorthanded attempt. Liam McCanny pots it home for the tie score. Jack Carlson gets the assist on that, and we go into overtime. And in the 121 in, AJ Bella goes ahead, pots it home, pass Ryan Kenny, five to four, the final in this one. Stevenson gets swept. Um, unfortunately, 19 saves. For Ryan Kenny in this one, uh, Stevenson out shooting uh, Manhattanville in the first and second frames, but unfortunately could not get the win. But they will have to get that trip to fan off very quickly. They'll travel up to the University of New England, take on uh, take on the University of New England on Saturday. So they are the only team actually playing of all the teams in Maryland. So we got that going for them. You can check it out. I think the coverage, they'll have video links to it, so you can watch it on Saturday. It'll be a good time for everybody. Shifting over to the Stevenson women's side of things in the NCAA, they went up to Utica. Utica, a tough, tough team, top team in the UCHC. And Stevenson, uh, unfortunately, could not come out with any victories in this one. Uh, first period on Friday, nothing, nothing uh, score to show for it, with Utica putting up 14 shots to uh, Stevenson's Eight, Olivia DeGuire uh, playing big in that first period. Utica would get on the board first, uh, shorthanded, 448 into the second period. Georgiana Santulo gets uh, Utica on the board first uh, with a nice little shot from her. And uh, then Stevenson comes roaring back less than two minutes later. Emily Brightbill uh, off a nice little play at the blue line by T. Ferrara to break up a, a breakout for Utica. Brightbill picks it up, rips it home. Uh, over the glove side, which is the uh, right-handed catching glove of the Utica goaltender, um, uh, Angela Hawthorne, and then there we go. Tie game, but then Utica comes roaring back. Three minutes later, Carol, uh, Carolyn Whitney puts Utica up 2 to nothing, and then just uh, around the five-minute mark, Abby Lillis makes it 3 to nothing, and then to cap off a four-goal second period, Erica Sloan for Utica with under three minutes remaining makes it four to one for the Pioneers, who have a moose as a logo. I don't understand. Third period, eight minutes in, Carly Stefani makes it five to one for Utica. And while they uh, tried their best, Stevenson 
could not get the equal uh, could not get any closer. Five to one the final on that one. Olivia Deguire, thirty-one saves in total for this one. Moving on to Saturday's game, and unfortunately, not uh, not much better as uh, Stevenson was shut out in this one, eight to nothing, including a five-goal second period. Just run down the goals for you: five oh nine, Madison Novotny with the uh, first goal for Utica, then Molly Padone with the second goal. Those are first period goals. And then Maggie Rylott with two goals back-to-back in the second at 143 and 932. Erica Sloan getting in on it in the second period as well, making it 5-0. Then Kelsey Elliott making it 6-0 before Hannah Keating finishes off the five-goal second period uh, with 12 seconds remaining, making it 7-0. And then Rylott finishes her hat trick, 847 into the frame. And that's all she wrote for Stevenson. Uh, in this one, Ansley King, 36 saves in the defeat. A week off for Stevenson, and they will head up to, uh, will take on Wilkes actually at home uh, December 2nd and 3rd, uh, and hopefully get back on the winning track. It seems to be an alternation, uh, alter, yeah, alternate uh, weekends, sweep getting swept, sweep getting swept. You hope that maybe they can figure this out sooner rather than later as the season. Um, you know, blink and you miss it. We're we're close to things almost getting ready for playoffs, which is kind of weird to say in the end of November. But, you know, you got to figure championships are in uh, early April, conference stuff and everything like that's in March. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Now, I would love to tell you what happened at the DVC-HC East Coast Showdown. I would love to have those stats for you. Unfortunately, uh, the DVCHC nor the ACHA have posted any results to any of the games. That is, uh, that's a no good. For one of your bigger events of the year, you would think you want to promote what happened on this. Uh, unfortunately, twas not the case. Here's what we do know from what has been put out there. The uh, Terps, they won 11 to nothing against UPenn on Friday night, or Friday afternoon. Uh, the Naval Academy, they won 11 to 1 over Mercyhurst on uh, Friday. Uh, Loyola, they lost 5 to 4 against Mercyhurst on Sunday. Uh, I know on Saturday, Grace Lunder made 70 plus saves in Loyola's performance. In this uh, Mercyhurst-Loyola game on Sunday, Emma Alexander had two back-to-back shorthanded goals. Navy won all three of their games. They beat Maryland, and then they uh, went ahead, and they beat UPenn. And I know this because uh, on on their Instagram story, they went out for ice cream, and uh, Maggie Sillinger ran a marathon uh, for uh, cancer awareness in... uh, honor of her mother so that's awesome too but for one of the bigger events to not have any results on the dvchc website itself um not too grand not too grand when you think about it so um assuming by the lack of uh score sheet or a lack of uh promoting on sunday maryland may have lost to villanova uh, Loyola, I don't know what happened the first game or the second game. It kind of sucks because you want to give kudos and you want to give 
promotion to these teams and the league's showcase itself doesn't put any kind of promotion up there on one of their biggest events of the year. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. And it sucks for it sucks for the, the women playing in this. It sucks for the showing of the league. It sucks for the family members who may not have been able to get out there and watch their kids play uh, to not see what they've done until two, three, four weeks later. But I've I've been on this rant for other series, other situations too. So this is not something that is new. At the same time, however, it's disappointing when this is one of the conference's biggest showcases of the year. So, such is life. You can do with that what you will. Like I said, what we know, Navy won all three. They went out for ice cream, had a great time. Terp won. Terps win eleven nothing over UPenn on uh, on Friday. Lose Saturday, possibly lose Sunday. Um, Loyola, uh, Grace Lunder had 70 plus saves on Saturday and Alexander had two goals on Sunday, but they lost on Sunday. It's all we know. And that's all we're going to know for the time being. So maybe when we come back, things will be better. But, um, what, what's coming up? Navy's playing at home, uh, December 2nd and 3rd. Rowan comes to town. The profs will be in McMullen and we'll see if Navy can keep on rolling there. The Terps women, they welcome in Robert Morris uh, to the Laurels Gardens Ice House December 2nd and 3rd, while Loyola has uh, two weeks off, and they will take on UPenn at home on December 10th on that. So that's a women's uh, hockey wrap. I'm sorry it couldn't be more, but uh, the saying goes it is what it is, unfortunately. Some D3 action in this one. Navy with a big, big win. Uh, over Loyola this weekend, and that was a thriller of a game. If you can catch it on the Naval Academy Brigade Sports Complex, I suggest that you do. Uh, it was a heck of a game, a 5-4 shootout victory for the Naval Academy in their fancy gray uniforms. You'd love to see them. They, they've, got, they've got nice classy uniforms. I'm not going to lie to you right now. They are, uh, they are looking sharp, not only with uh, Billy on the front of the blues, but those gray ones look pretty slick as well. So, uh, yeah, Navy's uh, jersey game, top notch. As for the game itself, I don't have a score sheet, unfortunately, and the CHF's website is very hard to navigate. So hopefully we can get some stats on that sooner or later. But Navy big win 5-4 to four over Loyola. UMBC, they took on Gettysburg College on uh, Saturday night at the Twin Ponds East Pond number 2. Uh, so you got that going for them. Uh, UMBC went 6-2 to two over the Bullets, putting on 57 shots, uh, getting a 3-2-1 scoreline on this one. Nick Corbin with the dub for UMBC. Look at the stat line. Ethan Freeze with a uh, three-goal, one-assist night, uh, one assist for Zane Baker, a goal and assist for Brian Dugan, a goal for Brenner Granston, uh, an assist for Devin Cristal. Uh, and Brian Stout with a goal as well. Corbin with 38 or 39 saves in the victory for UMBC. Salisbury, uh, they were in a nice little showcase of their own in Aston, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, they took on Alvernia to start off with on Friday afternoon. They lose 9-6 to six in this one, unfortunately. 
Uh, they get uh, goals from uh, Zach Malaski, who had a goal and an assist. Justin Lance, two goals, two assists. Jonathan Schwartz with two goals and an assist. An assist for George uh, Scherzikan. Sorry, George, I mispronounced your name. Luke Sprague, how it's put on there, all caps. A goal and an assist. Jake Anderson with an assist. And Ryan Burns and Austin Aruda with an assist each. Uh, Cole Fredo with 22, uh, with 19 save or 18 save. Nope, 19 saves, Scott. That's how math works. And uh, uh, Bryce Travers with 32 saves as they split time in this one for the uh, the Ice Skulls. They uh, had to wait a little bit, had short memories. They played uh, University of Delaware on Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Not great for Salisbury. 9 2 the final in this one. Schwarz with a goal. And uh, also uh, Jack Kelly getting an assist and Austin Ruto with the goal as well. Colfredo with 17 saves. Bryce Travers with 16 saves in the defeat there. They're also supposed to play on Sunday. I don't have a sheet here for that, but it's a three-game set. So here we are. Montgomery College, they took on William & Mary University. They get a win 3-1 to one in this one. An assist for Shane Sweeney. Two goals for Steve DeLisi. An assist for Paul Weiss. And a goal and assist for Peyton O'Keefe. Uh, and Montgomery College wins this one. Colin Walsh with 28 saves in the victory. A little D3 wrap-up for all y'all in this. Let's get to some players, shall we? Um, I'll talk more about this in the uh, in the Defending the Den podcast, which if you're subscribed to this, you'll get that as well. But Sean Kilcullen, the uh, Kensington, Maryland native, he has gone ahead and got himself a nice little decision. He is going to join UMass Lowell next season. Uh, the Riverhawks, he will be on their blue line for next season. And cur- currently right now, uh, Kilcullen almost at a point-per-game pace. 17 assists, 21 points in 23 games. Having a near-career year, already surpassed his goals, uh, at matched his total points in his three season with the Black Bears. And, uh, yeah, he will now go on uh, next season to take on the NCAA in a big, big way. So shout-out to him on that one. This past weekend, he had a uh, unfortunately shutout during the games. Uh, this past weekend, 0-0 overall. Had eight shots on goal, however. So that's a uh, that's a hell of a thing for him to go out there. But the commitment is awesome. Another Maryland player going at the NCAA. You love to see it, and we will definitely be tracking him as we go further and further into the future. Uh, I was, I'm sure that was some kind of song somewhere, right? Anyway, Sam Annis on Saturday had a goal and assist for the Hershey Bears as they beat the Hartford Wolfpack 6-1. to uh, Annis really starting to uh, come into his own, get more comfortable in his new surroundings right now. Uh, 10 points in 15 games for him so far. Micah Berger having himself a week with Wenatchee. He gets a goal or two goals and an assist on two games. First getting a goal and a 3-1 win over Salmon Arm and the Silverbacks. And then on Saturday, a goal and assist against the Cranbrook Bucks and uh, helps his team to victory. Four straight wins for Wenatchee in the BCHL. That puts uh, Berger at eight points in six games. A nice little jump for him uh, moving from the USHL up to the BCHL. And I think it's a, it's a change that has done him very, very well. Mike Chen getting on the board last week. I missed this, unfortunately. He gets an assist on Friday night, 11 11. Uh, and uh, he puts him for one assist of the year with the Reading Royals. Uh, good to see him back on the score sheet. And Anthony Domina 
Um, we got some stats from him. He had three goals this weekend. Uh, sorry, yeah, three goals this weekend in the KIJHL with the uh, Columbia Valley Rockies. Uh, with the got a goal against the Cascar Rebels, and then got two goals against the Grand Forks Border Bruins. But over the season right now, uh, he has found himself with a uh, 26 points in 16 games with the Columbia Valley Rockies. So a big boost for him coming from a, a pretty rough season last year with North Iowa in the NA and then having uh, being sent down for a bit and then not you know being healthy scratch here, there, and everywhere. So um, tough go about it for him that season. But this year he's, uh, he's uh, doing pretty well for himself. And as long as this keeps going this way, I mean, you might as well stay there and see what happens with him. I mean, he's only 18, uh, going to be 19 here uh, on Thanksgiving, no less. So we'll see what the Severna Park native does. I mean, he's tremendous upside on this kid. I mean, 6'4", 205. Uh, you know, he's got the size. He's got the demeanor, it looks like. It's just a matter of uh, making sure, you know, putting it all together in the right span. So we will have to keep a lookout for what Demina does going forward. Lacey Eden, have a weekend as uh, she and the Wisconsin Badgers took on Minnesota in the border brawl uh, for it all. And she gets two assists on each of the nights, a tie on Friday night, and then a win on, or a tie on Saturday night, and then a win on Sunday. Two assists, that's four assists total. Uh, that puts her at 23 points in, 20, and in 13 games for the junior uh, out of uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Patrick Giles had an assist for the Charlotte Checkers on Wednesday night against the Hartford Wolfpack as uh, the Checkers are now on a three-game win streak of their own. Giles now gets himself up to three points in the 16 games that he has appeared in in his first full season uh, in pro hockey. Dimitri Kebrew, uh had himself a nice little weekend as well. Um, he had himself a goal, uh, two goals, one on Tuesday night and then one on Friday uh, as the Black Bears uh, get uh, two wins. They fin unfortunately had their seven-game win streak broken. Again, if you want more of that, go ahead, tune into Defending the Den, which should come out on Wednesday. Maybe we'll talk to Dimitri. Maybe we won't. You'll have to tune in to find out, won't you? Uh, Bethesda native William Lawrence uh, continues to just have the Black Bears numbers, a goal and an assist this weekend. Uh, against the Black Bears as Johnstown splits the weekend with Maryland up in Johnstown. Lawrence, uh, six points in 18 games. He's starting to kind of feel the flow. He's got points in the last four games. Uh, so we, he should be a second-half player to look at uh, when the Tomahawks are on the television screen. Bryce Montgomery back after serving his uh, three-game suspension. Uh, as he gets an assist in Cedar Rapids as they took on the uh, United States National Development Program uh, on a loss on Friday. They get the win back on Saturday, however. That puts uh, Mr. Montgomery at two points in five games with the Rough Riders. Cameron O'Neill potted himself a goal in a uh, shootout loss uh, with Tri-City as uh, they lost to Des Moines in a shootout 5-4. to four. He got himself a goal that puts him at four on the year. 4-14, and 14, 10 points in 14 games for the Odington, Maryland native. Charlie Skinner from Towson, Maryland, gets his D3 season started at the uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering. 
he got himself an assist, and he has one assist in six games so far <coughs> as the uh, engineers, I'm assuming that's what they're called, uh, take on uh, starting their season up in a big way. And he's uh, getting on get in on there uh, with uh, his uh, second year in, uh, in college and in D3 hockey. George Vinakis has a goal and three assists for Curry College in his D3, uh, I think this is his uh, third season, yeah. So uh, four points in seven games for the uh, the Abington, Maryland native. While Jack Spicer gets another victory for the Waterloo Blackhawks against the Lincoln Stars on Friday night. 25 saves in the 6-2 victory, pushing his record up to 5-0. and on the season, a 132 sa- or 132 goals against and 940 save percentage for the Rockville native. That'll do it for us here. That's all the players. That's all the scores. That's all everything you have to need to know. Uh, you guys have a wonderful and safe holiday. I will be here uh, at my abode. I will be watching some stuff here and there. We're going to take next week off uh, with Stevenson only playing uh, and, uh, you know, you know, just not too much to report and a lot of hockey going kind of uh, uh, incognito in this one. We're going to take next weekend off, uh, but there will be Defending the Den, so if you miss my sultry tones, you can go listen to that. So you guys have a safe Thanksgiving weekend. We'll be back on, uh, when's that day? That'll be December 6th. So mark your calendars for that, or don't. I'm not your boss. Uh, so enjoy it. Be safe out there. If you want to hit us up on the interwebs, Twitter at Chesapeake HW Pod, Facebook Clutch and Crab Hockey, Clutch and Crab Hockey. We conglomerated the two parts together because who knows how long Twitter is going to last. Um, so far, so good, and I hope we don't have to change. Because I hate learning new social medias, but Clutch and Crab Hockey on Facebook. That'll be good until the metaverse takes over and ruins that social media, and they'll have to figure everything out from scratch. In any case, uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction, part of Podcast Monsters. Uh, you guys, again, like I said, be safe. Stay safe. If you're driving anywhere for a tournament, I know for us it was the uh, Hershey tournament. Uh, be safe if you're driving out there. Uh, and play that clutch and crab hockey if you do. Till next, uh, till two weeks from now. Peace.